The Bull Radio Football Show. Monday's here once again. I'm Paul Cooney. Good evening and welcome to the Go Radio Football Show. Where did the weekend go? So much to talk about. The ant and deck of Scottish football broadcasting are with us. Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry. Barry, good to have you back. Thanks, delighted. Miss Cy, no seeing you. What's that? Five days? Five days, mate. Five days. It's been a long, long five days, but... Glad I'm here tonight, Will. Can I just say something? I love yeah. your voice. I love, I love the way you've done your voice. Did you, yeah. Is that the radio voice back on? Oh, hey, bumps. listen, he's just trying to get back. What about the love-in with him and brother Derek on Friday? You, you were listening, Barry. Yep, I, yep. I listened in. Um, yeah, it was... A bit worrying, if I'm being <laughs> honest. A bit worrying. I think he'd, I think he'd also morphed you and I, Paul, yeah. into one person. Like Stephen Presley did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was being called Rob all weekend by yeah. the family. Yeah. I'm just wondering, if, if they aren't in deck, where does that leave me? But let's not go there. Louis yeah. Wal- you're Louis, Wal- Louis Walsh. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, coming up tonight, what do you think? There's so much happening. Barry, what did you make of that? I mean, the, the aftermath's still here. All the talk at the weekend would uh, Neil Lennon change it up front for Celtic, but he didn't. Yeah, um, obviously he got criticised after the, the game on Wednesday night and I think a lot of people expected him to, to start with uh, one of the strikers up top but he went with the same team and, and listen, at the end of the day, they got the three points that was the most important thing for them Si, you were not impressed with it Oh, and when, on, during, oh, the yeah, week, yeah. Uh, during the week yeah. No, it's not It's not my sort of team for Celtic playing at home to be playing without a recognised striker uh, He went again at the weekend I think the first 45 wasn't great I think he's seen that himself and he changed it and although Kamal is no good enough for me, but I, I thought that the team played better with him in it. You know, him running defenders in behind left a bit more space for the likes of Forrest to get on the ball. So um, I'm hoping for a Celtic point of view that that'll be the last time that it happens because over the course of a game and a half, I don't think it's worked for me. Can you believe, Barry, that you'd come in this week and Celtic are out of the Champions League before it really started? No, I, I spoke last Wednesday and I, I clearly fancied Celtic to do it, even when the, the team come, come in without any strikers um, I watched the game and I, I thought they dominated I, I mean I've seen them play worse I thought the second half they were they were in top but the second goal was, was criminal um, especially with the, the defending experienced Al Hamid he's got to do better there's no doubt about that um, but listen they're, they're out of the Champions League that's where the big money is For Rangers at the weekend no surprises really for you Hamilton Ackies maybe you thought maybe more goals yeah, that's probably the, the only disappointing um, thing that I, I'm sure the manager will, will be saying to the boys in the, the dress room. Um, fully controlled the game, um, always on top. And again, Ryan Kent uh, stood out for me. Um, good to see Devo. I think the partnership in the middle of the park. Much better. I huh? think Jack and Davis complement each other very well. Um, they were Im- impressive. Uh, and it allows uh, Jack to, at times... Go beyond um, Devo will sit in there um, With his experience But Overall A, a, a dominating performance By Rangers so I could watch Steve Davis Play midfield all day, all day. Honestly I mean See mm. for a set like Rangers midfielder mm. Steve Davis That's what I look for in a, in a top midfielder At a top club Was it Was it like looking in the mirror? No <laughs> was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he yeah. is ugly though So it is like <laughs> in the mirror But do you know what I like for yeah. a top midfielder And Steve Davis Always looks forward See if it's no one to go forward Then he goes back And sideways I just think too many of them now are constantly passing the ball to centre-halves and full-backs. I could do that. You know, I, I think it brings out the best in Kent, Hadji and Barker when Davis plays because he, he looks to pass it in behind Barry as well. I agree with you, Si. I think it even brings out the best in Ryan Jack as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll learn so much being beside him. I don't know if he's going to be able to play all the games with his age. Mm. I know he's suffered with a, a couple injuries uh, since he started back pre-season, but... 
The quality Stevie Davis has got is, is Wait, phenomenal. Is lovely, I, listen, I was lucky enough to play with him. He was a bit younger and he was more a dynamic midfielder getting beyond. But as the years has went on, he just sits in there and controls the game for me. Rangers fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Give us a call. Uh, it's been a great start. That's that's a month now, Rob, we've been on to the day. So we're going to speak to Stephen Gerrard about the first month, not about the programme, but about <laughs> the first month, uh, how he feels. We'll talk about Celtic as well, taking is, calls is this about the, that. Is this the last show in August? It's, it is indeed. Just thought i check. Does that mean it's September tomorrow? It, yeah. it is, Rob. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> over the weekend, you saw one of the signings of the transfer window, which will still go on for over a month, Ross McCrory. Yeah, magnificent uh, for Aberdeen yesterday but in saying that he hasn't put a foot wrong I, I, I've seen older games um, since he signed and uh, he is, he, he's played about four different positions uh, he looks like a, a thoroughbred I mean he's good defensively breaks things up charges forward drives with the ball his passing's good there's not much wrong with him um, and he very quickly will be knocking on the, the door of the of the full Scotland squad you would imagine um, Lewis Ferguson uh, alongside him that looks a really tasty combination and for the first time yesterday I thought about Aberdeen they look a really good side they've been stuttering yeah. so far for all sorts of reasons yep. um, but yesterday they they limited Hibs to very little and Hibs were looking to join Rangers at the top of the Premiership. So that's a big tribute to the way Aberdeen played. It's looking it's looking now, even minus the likes of Devlin and Cosgrove, looking a really good squad. You know, when you see it, it's when you see Hibs line up next to Aberdeen's line up and you go through the 11 names and the 16 names and the substitutes bench and for me, Aberdeen have got a much better squad than, than Hibernian. You know, better players all in the pitch and you think guys like McGeek's coming back for... for uh, injury yep. Mains coming back from injury as Rob said Cosgrove still to come back Devlin mm-hmm. I think Aberdeen for me are, are assuring for, for third now Yeah I was really impressed with yeah. them I've got to be honest with you um, as Rob just said there they, they have been starting but they've played a lot of games in a short space of time I thought yesterday they were solid never under any trouble um, the biggest thing for me that looked a team full of energy mm-hmm. a lot of pace in the team and the two boys in the, the middle of the park uh, McCrory I was disappointed to see him leave, but I'll tell you one thing about him. Um, it would have been easy for the boy just yeah. to stay stay about at Rangers and be a bit part player, but the boys want to go and play games. And I think Aberdeen have got a real player in their hands now. Yeah. I thought the yeah. two of them, him and Lewis, complemented each yeah. other really well. It allows Lewis to go and break forward. And if Lewis sits, Ross McCrory broke forward at times. Looked really accomplished on the ball, powerful. And if you look at that Scotland under-21s, the midfield three, eh, Lewis, Ross McCrory and Turnbull. Wow, what a trio that is. Can I just say, if I was McCrory, I would have absolutely milked it at Rangers. I'd have stayed and sat on the bench every week. Would you? (laughs) (laughs) The money. Instagram pictures, money, every and Paul. All right, more about that later (laughs) in the programme then. Barry, you were out for a good run today and you were listening to Friday night's programme. Yeah, I was. What was the run? How many miles? What did you do? Eh, I'd done 8k. Good, Um, yeah. Struggle well, through the 8k, if yeah. I've been honest with you. Uh-huh. Why was that? Because uh, I was listening to you talking to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so you would hear the predictions before the end of the programme around 5 to 7 every night. And we were asking Sai. Oh, my predictions Rob, are terrible. Are you yeah, bringing this I, up? Of course, of course we are. Yeah. Do, do we have to go there? <laughs> so Rob had Kelly to beat Dundee United. Simon, you were going for United to beat Kelly. So obviously, I never knew that Dundee United had been drinking off Friday night. Oh, dearie <laughs> me, what were they doing? Listen, what were you thinking about? <laughs> 4-0, some result for Kelly. Uh, Livy beating Ross County 1-0. St. Johnson beating St. Marin 1-0. 
Aki's nil, Rangers two, Hibs nil, Aberdeen one, and Celtic three, Motherwell nil. So Neil Lennon, we spoke to him after the match, and what about Celtic's performance? Oh, very good. You know, got better as we went on. You know, we had good control of the game, clean sheet. You know, three good goals could have been more. You know, we had really good chance the second half. So I'm absolutely delighted. But you know, the response that uh, we got from Wednesday night was a very positive one, and players starting to. You know, get into form now. And he surprised everyone uh, by going with the same formation. So, what about Ayeti and Klamala, who started uh, on the bench? Yeah, but that's where he is, you know, um, and Albie as well. You know, he comes on scores, but you, you know, he needs the conditioning work, you know, because he's still a little bit down. So, um, yeah, Patrick will be disappointed he didn't take the chances, but, you know, I was pleased with his contribution today. And um, you can see that he does need a little bit of. You know, polishing off, but that'll come as he as he uh, develops. But there's, you know, his attitude and his hunger for the game's fantastic. And in Albion, I think I've got a very good striker. What do you reckon, Sai? Yeah, I think first half I'd agree they were slow. It was all this everyone coming at the ball again, no one running in behind. Um, I, I think when Kalmala came on, he done that, and it gave the players a lot more room to play. Um, again, as I'm saying, what I expect for top midfielders, you know, Callum McGregor on Wednesday night, who I expect a lot because I think he is a top player. Mm. Wednesday for me, he, he, passing safe, too, too safe to centre-backs and full-backs. Saturday, what he's good at, what I've said, Cal McGregor picks the ball up and drives 30 yards, lifts his head, bang, forward pass, James Forrest touch and score. And that's what I expect for a top Celtic centre midfielder. I want to see that Murphy Cal McGregor because he's, he's more than capable of it. Yeah, I've got to agree with him. I mean, this is brilliant. Said, Barry Ferguson agrees with what I said. He sets up that James Forrest goal yeah. and that's what he's capable of doing and he's got to show that more. I think he plays within himself at times, Callum. I do think he's one of the top midfielders in the country. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, and I would say that he can produce performances like that week in, week out. That's how good I think he is. I yeah. mean, he's he's all-round game. He's an all-round midfielder. He can he can pass the ball, he can harry players, he can drive forward and he can score a goal as well. Yeah, my one worry would be, though, and I think they've received a lot, lot of praise for it, is that Ayer set the second goal up and I think Julian scored the third yeah. goal. Yeah. But see, against better opposition, what are they doing in the areas of the pitch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as we've seen all season, is if they do lose it in the areas, it's one ball over the top and a team's got a chance against you. Where, where was the mother with defence? And they two goals. Yeah. Yeah. They disappeared. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Ayeti, yeah. the Ayeti yeah. goal. Yeah. I mean, how, how much time did he have to take a touch and slam I, mean, I, slam I think it Ayeti was that surprised. Yeah. I mean, he had time. He, I mean, he could have sat down and had a cup of tea then smashed it into the... He does not want to finish though, doesn't he? That would have been great if he'd sat down and had a cup of tea, wouldn't it? I tell you something he does. He looks natural. He looks he's a if he's a penalty box striker he'll not do too much outside the box he just you can see him he gets the ball lays it off his first thought in his mind is can I get inside that 18 yard box so should he have played on Wednesday yeah if you go and spend 5 million pound on him I mean is he fat enough to play 20 minutes surely he's fat enough to play 60 minutes I'm I'm intri- I'm still intrigued though about about that starting lineup. I was amazed when I heard it at the time mm. that Celtic were going with the with the team on Thursday night. And my immediate thoughts were, well, I had two options. I thought, is Neil Lennon saying, right, okay, you're the eleven who didn't do it against Ferran Tavares, who who meant that we're not involved in Champions League anymore. So get out there and and sort it. Or my other thought was, is he making a statement here, Neil Lennon, to say, I'm without my two main strikers. Uh, the other two aren't ready. Here's this is all I've got. It's a message message to the board almost to say you know yes we've signed a couple of guys, but but they're not ready. I think it's a bit of both. Mm. Yeah. I think mm. he's given the guys opportunity um, in terms of playing against the Hungarian champions. I, I, I thought they were actually decent 
in the second half they created a, a number of chances they controlled the game it was a defensive mistake and also it might be listen I need a bit more money to go and strengthen this team mm-hmm. um, look I, I've got Clamalla who cost £3 million I've still to see Sorrow. something from him yeah. Sorrow's so- £3 million yeah. Ayeti £5 million I heard Lenny just say there he's going to take a bit of time to get up and running but you've got the only way you get up and running is been playing minutes on the pitch. But he's come off the bench twice and scored twice. Yep. Yes, <laughs> goals that, that count. That's right. Yeah. That seems ready yeah. to me. Yeah. It seems I've never seen a, a professional player that can play sixty minutes. Aye. Sixty minute game. Uh-huh. A guy that came yeah. on for twenty yeah. minutes as Barry said against Dundee United scored a goal. Yeah. If you, as Barry said you can play twenty minutes, you can play sixty minutes first. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're playing against a team that's going to have all the ball against them. He's yeah. going to have to chase across the back four to win the ball back. Yeah. Celt, as Barry said, Celtic had all the ball. All you're wanting him to do is stand in the box and occupy the two centre-halves. Yep. I'm yeah. sure he could have done that for 60 minutes. And I didn't want to keep seeming like I'm getting on him constantly, but I thought Celtic looked a lot better when El Yunusi came off, Forrest went over to the left and Frimpong came on at the right. Yeah. Just Frimpong's enthusiasm and he's well to go forward. He wants Space. to get people, he wants to create chances. And again, being a front three player at Celtic, that's what I expect from you. Or when you just coming inside and playing five-yard passes. It's getting at people and putting mm. crosses into the box. Forrest gets a lot of unfair criticism. I think what a strike that was took it so well it it was but go and look I mean what is it 400 odd games you go and look at his stats his his assists his goals I I feel he he gets a bit of unfair criticism I think he's a class act Yeah, I was actually at Andy Halliday for lunch today and he was saying that the one player what a name dropper (laughs) (laughs) John Higgins was also there so there you go Andy Halliday when he played fullback for Rangers he said the one player he hated playing against was James Forrest right. so mm. there you go tells I, think, you everything. I think if you ask professionals yeah. who have played against them I'll tell you how and good with he them is. as well Barry yeah. yep. okay. we've heard from Neil Lennon let's hear from Stephen Gerrard then we've got a Rangers fan on the line what did he feel what did Stephen Gerrard feel about uh, Rangers victory at Aki's yeah, I thought our mentality and our attitude was really good we respected Hamilton yeah, we had to after what happened to us four months ago um, but I think when I watched the game back um Come the end of the game, I'll be saying to myself that should have been a stronger scoreline because our play up until a certain point was fantastic, and then you you know you're relying on your your, your players at the top end of the pitch to, to go and get your three goals and four goals. You know if you're a if you're a player that's selected in the eleven today in the front half of the pitch, that was a game where you should have got a number, either a goal or assist, and we never got enough goals today. So Jason's on the line from Livingston. Jason, good evening. All right, guys. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm good, mate. You? So you're happy? Yeah, we're good, thank you. So Rangers fan, were you happy enough on Saturday? Aye, uh, fairly comfortable. Yeah. Uh, as Barry said earlier, probably could have got a, mere, a couple of more goals, but clean sheet again, can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. So what do you want to ask Barry and Sai and Rob? Uh, yeah. So the question is, uh, who would you say is Rangers' most vital player to keep a hold of during this transfer window? Oh. Obviously there's been talk over yeah. uh, Morelos, Kent, mm-hmm. but uh, Barisic for me been mm-hmm. one of top players this season good question yeah Barisic is a, a top player but for me I, I mentioned last week on the programme Ryan Kent again with the second goal you seem to be a bit of quality with his, um, his run and his movement and his shot on goal I think he's only going to get better he had a, a tough start uh, sorry a tough season last year he wasn't at his best um, but I think he's got that bit between his teeth now he's he's learned his lessons and I think if Rangers are wanting to go and, and topple Celtic, they've got to keep a hold, hold of uh, Kent for me. Uh, there's, n- there's no way a fullback's your best player. Fullbacks are just there to pass the bottom midfielders, do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but no, I agree. I think Kent's a match winner. You know, for me, watching the game, 
Rangers dominant, but most of it through Kent. I thought he was head and shoulders above everyone else on the pitch. You know, and he's a shining example of these guys who maybe do want moves away or who are asking their agents to get them moves. Look how this guy's acting. Linked with big clubs, he comes up, turns up, total pro. He looks in great nick, and and, and he's doing it the right way. He's standing it, head and shoulders above everyone, and eventually he will get a big move. But for me, just now. Rangers cannot afford to lose Ryan Kent because I don't think Barker and, and Hadji are up anywhere near Kent standard. No. Nowhere near Kent standard. He's the man that's gonna it's gonna make it happen for you. Yep, yeah, and also a big player and as I said five minutes ago, Stephen Davis to yeah. keep him fit and make sure he's how he's you use fit. him. Yep. Make sure you use him in the in the right games because you've seen the difference. He, he brings a composure and he brings an experience with the guys running about him. He knows how to manage a game. I think he's also going to be a massive player for Rangers Rob there's the consistency this season so far with Ryan Kent and he's saying all the he sounds as though he wants to stay here this year for this vital year yeah and there's a reason Leeds United fancy him because uh, they reckon and probably we all reckon as well that he could do do really well at a better level than he's playing at, at the moment but he can be a real star for Rangers this season um, and he's going to be one big reason uh, for them tackling Celtic head on as is the the solid defensive record this season I mean the clean sheet's amazing because Rangers haven't always sparkled this season they've had their they've had their problems um, midfield to front but that's that's never so bad when you're keeping clean sheets I mean I'm, I'm not one to steal a sports scene stat but uh, I noticed <laughs> last night they said that John McLaughlin's had seven shots to save in six mm. six games yeah it shows you how well the defensively they're uh, set up but do you know what Rob I'd rather go out and win 5-4 as mm-hmm. long as you get yeah. the three points at the yeah. end of the day yeah. um, listen, but it, it's but it makes, it makes it easier though yeah, if you're keeping great. clean sheets it's great that the, the defence are, are knitting together really well and, and producing good performances but see at the end of the day you ask any footballer that's coming in at the end of that 90 minutes and you've got three points yeah. in, the, in the bag that, that are yet sorry about and you take the positives as you mentioned there defensively great the only negative I would, I would have just now and I totally agree with the manager I've got to go and put teams to bed. Yeah. Meaning yeah. they can go and get three, four, five goals in that game. Once McMahon gets sent off after 75, 76 minutes, that, that's, that's where you, punish that's, them. That's where you want the ruthless yeah. to yep. come in. I think they just play then, just keep the ball, and that's fine. But they, they were there to they, be battered. Yeah, there yeah. was another three or four goals in that game. And then that gets your goal difference up as well. That would be the only negative slide on the game the one um, thing for yeah. me though, is they've not really been tested the Rangers back mm-hmm. too especially you know you think Aberdeen they played at the start of the season they were up against Bruce Anderson I mm-hmm. think when they played Livingston Dykes never played and it was Jack Hamilton that played yeah. I don't think they've actually been tested yet the Rangers back mm-hmm. too so you know I would like to judge them when they come up against the likes of Celtic and, and Kevin Nisbet and, and Dodge at, at Hibs and see how they, see how they yep. deal with that but if you look at the first six games away at Pitodre yep. and you've played on two AstroTuffs away from home as well yeah You've got to take that into consideration. Yeah. Um, it's a, you've got to be happy with the start. Yeah, um, but it's still, start. it's still early doors. As I, I mentioned, don't get carried away. Um, Celtic are a wounded animal. They've still got the quality. Rangers just need to focus on themselves and make sure the performance is at a high level. Does Roof look... Roof doesn't look clinical, though, does he? doesn't look like a 20-goal season man to me. All right, hold that. We're going to come to okay. that after the break. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Thanks for everyone calling in 0808 17 17 700 Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry Rob McLean And in the social distancing alleys in the other studio tonight 
and she'll be back with Rob tomorrow evening in the programme but we'll keep, she'll keep us right up to date with us happening out and about Is she we'll, giving us the fingers through that glass here? Uh, she'll be with I you in two was... moments she said oh, yeah, Is that okay? I thought she was giving me the fingers there. It's, it's, two it's called a countdown in the trade <laughs> Si, how's the cold then? How's the training? Yeah. I've actually just turned my mood yeah. I was having a great time with you boys yeah. in Dali and then my wife's just texted saying it's an omelette for dinner the night so my head's away omelet. <laughs> omelet. Well, It's a Monday night What do you expect? Yeah. It's going to be a domestic yeah. when I get into honestly <laughs> What's in the omelette though? I don't know She's not said yet but is it an egg omelette? <laughs> She'll be looking for a new house tomorrow, that's all I'm going to say. She'll be looking for a new... Po- Do you know what? I've took her for a council house to a four-bedroom and steps and this is how I get treated. <laughs> <laughs> Barry... You, you I, must be making a fortune at uh, open goal. Yeah. Kelly. Uh. Barry, how much were you... When you were uh, just started as a young player at Rain, what were people on at that time? What kind of money? A couple of hundred pounds? No, my, my f- first starting wage yeah. was £72.50. Wow. Wow. And then the second year, it was eighty-two pound fifty. Uh-huh, that was yeah. the, the starting wage, but it's all different now. I don't know. I mean, they're getting a right few quid. So is this your first time on seventy-two pounds fifty <laughs> since then? Just <laughs> <laughs> below that. Am I on the same deal as him? By the way, I'm the higher hand. I've just come in. <laughs> You're building up to that. <laughs> and, and I've said Ant and Deck, and the two of them are, you know, like, what ones Ant, what ones Deck? Well, so, I can never sort it out. I don't know. He's the one so, with the big forehead, yeah. surely. <laughs> <laughs> Both minted enemy role, aren't they? Yeah. And they always stand on the same yeah. side, don't they? So you know which is which, but I can never remember no, which is which. Listen, we were, we were doing a, a, 40, uh, yeah. a 40 shoot last week. Yeah. Actually, look out for the billboards. No, and they the asked me to stand yeah. down a wee bit so we could be the same size as me. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the pavement was going down a bit. He's hit as well, it hurts that small thing to lift. Hey, wee man. <laughs> oh, I'm away up the road from my helmet. Right, here's another caller. Kieran's on the line from Govan. Hi, Kieran. How are you guys? How are you doing? I could, good, thanks. Yeah, you were on Friday night, weren't you, talking uh, was, about I, Celtic? He was yeah. the best caller for me. There I you go. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideally, ideally. <laughs> uh, basically, what is just about Neil Lennon again picking no striker on Sunday? It never worked the first forty-five minutes, and then you bring on Klamala, might not be perfect, but it was creating chances. And if it wasn't for the Mulwell defender in front of the goal, that didn't happen. So why can he just not play him? If he doesn't want to play two up front, why not play one in the first half, one in the second half? Was he fit? I think he came out after Wednesday and said Kamala was the match fit, is that right? He did, he did say that, yeah. But he looked alright to me Saturday. He was running the channels well, he didn't look like he was he was niggle, had any niggles. Um, yeah, I agree. I still think he should score the one in the box, to be honest. I know it takes yeah. a deflection, but a natural goal scorer, he's onto that. You know, you get some part of your body on the ball to put it in the net. And then he's 1v1, obviously, he's lacking in confidence and he, he kicks it right at the goalkeeper. For me, Ajete can play. Yeah. As I say, Celtic dominate the ball. I'm not asking him to run about daft. They're asking him to be a focal point. Stay high up the pitch. Can we get the ball on your feet? And then can people go and run off him? I think he can do that for 60 minutes. You can then bring a young, hungry guy like Kamal on for the last 30 minutes once the defence is a wee bit tired. And then he can go and run the channels. Uh, I also think, again, as I said, it frees up. I think James Forrest plays better. No coincidence James Forrest scores Saturday when there's a... This, well, he scored without a striker, but I thought he played a lot better when a striker was on the pitch. Yeah. Um, so for me, Celtic should always there should be a centre forward on the pitch. It's clear that he doesn't fancy Clamara. Yeah. he would play him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as simple as that. I can understand a Yeti. Um, he had stopped training, obviously, and they've signed him for West Ham. He was he was on his holidays. I, I can understand maybe he's waiting for him to get back up to to scratch, but I still think the way footballers look after themselves, yeah. they, they they don't go away and. And no train or, or don't eat right. Could they not play half the game each? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what I don't get. Maybe, as you pointed out, Rob, maybe he was given the the guys for the the defeat midweek another chance to go and prove um, that 
they're good enough to go and play. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the first half wasn't good enough. Second half, they they came out strong and, and dominated. But there was no coincidence that there was a centre forward on the pitch at that time. Could it yeah. be a, could it be a confidence thing with Klamala as much as a lack of match sharpness? Because when he was one on one, I don't think uh, any of us had any great confidence he was going to score that one. I think I think any player will tell you confidence is massive, especially for a centre forward. But then again, confidence I just. He just does not let a natural finisher to me. You know, he looks like a guy that comes on and fair play to him. He will work really hard. He'll run the channels, but as a natural finisher for me, even just the way he strikes the ball. You know, I seen it with Itton at Rangers last week. Mm-hmm. A ball felt him on the half volley, and just the way he hit it, mm-hmm. just didn't look natural to me. And it's similar with Kilimala, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're signing a guy for three mil- only three million pound, you know, it kind of tells you that there's a reason why he's only three million pound, and there's a reason why bigger clubs aren't interested in him. You know, when you see Edward hit the ball, it's it's a natural. It's a natural. Technique he's got when, when when striking it, and I just didn't see that with Klamala. You can see, uh, yeah, he's a he's one, yeah, box. definitely. He's a penalty box, right? Yep, he's 20 25 goals a season. Um, and listen, it's difficult when you're taking over. Everybody knows what, what I think of Edward as a, a footballer. I think he's he's top quality. Um, when you're coming in to try and replace him when he's out injured, it's going to be difficult. Mm. Um, and Lee Griffiths. I mean, a couple of my mates on Saturday, their Celtic fans are asking what, what what's going on. Yeah. Um, is it an injury? I think it's a calf injury. Huh? We don't know, but we, we want them back. Not just the, the Celtic fans, of course, want Lee Griffiths back, but as a Scotland fans, yeah. he's your best centre forward. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, because you've that. already lost a player from your Scotland selection for, yeah, uh, for Friday. Well, listen, yeah. if Lee Griffiths was yeah. fit, he, he would have been in the... The starting eleven, there's there's no doubt about that. He's, he's the first choice, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's a yeah. he's a natural predator. He plays on the shoulder. He's a he's a centre forward. He's a goal scorer. But but the Celtic fans are getting a glimpse, Kieran, and you probably don't want a glimpse into what life would be like without Odson Edouard. It's temporary at the moment. You you obviously hope it's not going to be a permanent situation, but in you, 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 you never um see his value more than when he's not there. Kieran? I know. Yeah, you're totally right. But at the end of the day, how many strikers are still come and go? There's always got to be somebody else. They will be replaced eventually, but it's just right now, who else can replace him? And yet he's still coming up for fitness. He looks like a good finisher. He did have like half an hour to finish that goal on Sunday, but he still got that. We need more than just him and Kamala. As Griff is coming back, as he fell out with Lerange, I mean, it's just so many if, buts, maybes. So apart from what I said on Friday there, what happened to the Hooper and Stokes combination? Why can we not have that now? Mm-hmm. What's stopping for doing it? So many Celtic fans have been phoning in asking about that. Neil Lennon was asked afterwards about the other end of the pitch. Would Shane Duffy be coming to Celtic? Uh, I wouldn't comment on that just yet, but we're hoping to bring one or two more in. And overall, what did he feel about the performance in the second half? Send him a little bit at half time, wanted a bit more, and we certainly got that second half. More energy, more penetration, and, and more speed in our play. We a little bit sort of lukewarm first half in that respect, and that's not the way we want them to play. My other worry for Celtic is that when you are playing with a centre forward who can score, as in Christie is not a centre forward who, who's a penalty box, you need your three attacking players mm-hmm. to score goals. Mm-hmm. And for me, and Cham's played the last three games at number 10, and he's not number 10 for me. He, he won't get you the goals that you need for a number 10. You know, Tom Rogic played that position. You could rely on Tom Rogic to get you 12, 15 why, goals a season. Why not put Callum McGregor in that? I, I, think I, I said McGregor, that Friday, Barry. What did you? And yeah. the 10, uh-huh. Did you oh, not hear you that? One? No, you were not listening to me. I think he could play that position. He played yeah. it yeah. when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He's played it a number of times. Callum McGregor. Yeah. I, I just think there's more. To, there's more to come out of him. He he can go. He could get that ten to fifteen goals a season for for Celtic. And then Cham, I think, and Cham's better suited 
that hold the midfielder to go and get the ball and spray the ball about all over the place because he has a playmaker in Cham. Yeah. I think Ben Celtic played that four-two-three-one formation under Rodgers. Your three attackers were Scott Sinclair who would get you 15, 20 goals mm-hmm. a season. Yeah. It was Rodrick in the centre who would get you 10, 12 and James Forrest who would get you 10 and 12. That's gone now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the players that Celtic have got playing now, El Yunusi, be surprised if he gets five this year. You're not having him, are you? I just, I just, well, I'm just expecting a lot more from Rob. Would you know, be? I think but, he got taken off against Saturday, Rob, didn't I think, he? I think a lot of Celtic supporters are expecting more of him. He's a £16 million pound player. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Southampton yeah. signed him. Yeah. I know he's on loan. Yeah. I've not seen enough with the games that I've watched. Uh, that's why I think the, the Celtic supporters are getting frustrated with him. You, you're expecting more. You're expecting the kind of wages he'll be on yeah. as a match winner. He's not He's not shown that. All right, more of that shortly. We're going to go on to, you mentioned about Roof. We're going to talk about Rangers now. Callum, a Rangers fan, is on the line. Callum, good evening. Good evening. How's it going? Hi, good. Thanks for phoning the Go Radio Football Show, 0808 17 17 700. So, Callum, what's in your mind tonight? Uh, it's just a question for Barry. Um, it's just uh, in terms of Rangers' current signings that they've made so far. Where do you think uh, we need to strengthen uh, for the SEC? Um, I said uh, uh, Caller made a similar point Last week I, I think They may need a, Another attacking midfielder Somebody who's going to get Beyond the, the forwards And I, I do still think They need a backup I know Young Patterson's A backup for Tavernier I still think They could maybe Bring in somebody there But overall I think the Rangers squad Is looking pretty stro- uh, strong There's a, a lot of competition For places but I would like to see them add one more attacking midfielder, a guy that's going to get that ten or, or fifteen goals a season. Do you think they'll? Do you think they might sign another striker if if this Morelos Willie Wonty transfer ever happens? Do you think? Mm. Do you think Rangers would need another striker if he goes? They've already signed Rufinitan. Well, Defoe's about to come back mm. after the, the international break yeah. um, I don't think Defoe's going to start games but to have a, as you mentioned Defoe on the, on the bench I mean he has quality I know he's 37 years of age but he's still got goals in him yeah. um, maybe he might look to go and do something it depends on whether Morelos will go but we, we still don't know um, the manager's made it clear that um, Morelos has got to fight to get back into the team now Is he fighting to be in the team do you think Barry? Well I watched the game and I was <laughs> looking at him in the, in the stand and he, he <laughs> didn't look too happy um, <laughs> no. he needs to give himself a shake because mm-hmm. I think Morelos is a, a very good centre forward but at this moment in time it's a, too important a season you need guys that are 100% committed mm-hmm. and if you're asking me my opinion I don't think he is mm-hmm. Why not though? Why is he not like if he does want his move, look at Kent, as I said. Why not just act like that? Because mm-hmm. see, if you mm-hmm. do play well, you'll, you'll get your move. Yeah. See, if you sulk and you didn't train properly and you didn't live right, who's going to buy you? Mm-hmm. He's going to be it totally the wrong way for me. And I think, as Barry said, if, if Morelos plays, was playing in that game against Hamilton, it's five or six. You know, yeah. I think Roof should have had a hat-trick. Yeah. As I say, he doesn't look a clinical finisher to me. You're taking a lot of goals out of the Rangers yeah. team. Yeah. Morelos is 20, 25 goals a season. That's my only worry. Roof mm. is a I like his play though, Roof, outside uh, the box. No, yeah. I, I think he will be a good signing. Yeah. I don't think he's a, a natural goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Itten, I've not seen enough of. I don't know. I've not seen too Nobody much has, footage yeah. of him when he was over in Switzerland. So and, that, and, that, bring... and, that's, and that's what makes you wonder whether Rangers have actually replaced. Morelos on the basis that he is eventually going to go are either of those guys that they've signed a replacement or do you think there's maybe more transfer business to be done yeah I'm sure that may be a concern to the manager Rob mm-hmm. he may be looking at that and thinking is he going to be that striker that's going to get that amount of goals in terms of roof he, he, he could have had a hat-trick 
and and um, and Saturday. I like him. I do think he will be good, but. You know what it's like To win things You yeah. need a goal scorer you need, I think Rufford could somebody. be That attacking midfielder You're talking about But I've seen the, the number, number 10, 10 position I yeah. played against him When he was at Oxford mm-hmm. And that's where he played Maybe You know he was a pest Constant pest He was mm-hmm. on the half turn mm-hmm. he, He's nice outside the box mm-hmm. But never been a clinical finisher For me I would take Shankland And I know there's a wee rumour you, you, you were uh-huh. saying about him yeah. He was in the Scotland squad And uh-huh. then he was out He's out Could, yeah. he be, could, he, could that be a possibility I'm going to Rangers Would you take mm-hmm. Shankland back? Ka- Callum what do you think What do you feel about that Lauren Shankland He's a penalty box striker Isn't he Shankland I don't know he's, he's, he's a good striker He's proven it In the championship And stuff like that But Obviously he's injured In there I think So I don't know If he's got it But yep. I think in terms of Lawrence He needs to go and Prove that he can score goals yep. In the Premier League Just mm-hmm. now um, I, I think he will I do I think he's He's uh, he's got that Knack of scoring goals He's done it in League 1 He's done it in the championship I'm more than positive When he's fit He'll do it for Dundee United But I think clubs will look For him to how his seasons went this year and if he scores a number of goals I think he'll get that move Yeah and this is not a season to be taking a chance on a Lauren Shankland for yeah. Rangers is it you know they want to be signing somebody if Morelos is going if he's not going to be rehabilitated and mm-hmm. back in the team and doing what he does then they need somebody that scores I mean you were saying 20-25 I mean he's, he's a 30 goals mm-hmm. a season man Morelos isn't mm-hmm. he Yep Rob yeah. it's too important it's too important a season Um the Nitty, hopefully during this international break, will find out what's happening with Morelos. I think everybody's getting sick about talking <laughs> yeah. about it. Is he going to go? Is he going to stay? Now, he needs to make a decision. Mm. If his mindset elsewhere, well, do you know what? You need to pack his bags and let him go. Mm. And Rangers as a club and a team will move on. But they need to replace. They may need to replace him. Whether uh, Defoe's going to get back and... I can't see him playing week in, week out because of his age. Yep. Uh, I would always keep him yep. round about the squad. I think he'll be brilliant to learn Such a off. Pro, isn't he? Yep, the, the strikers will yep. learn so much off him. But it's a good point. If you take 30 goals a season out of the team, um, you may need to go and replace that. Because that, that could have been five or six. See, it it two 0 no, no, yeah. I thought this could be five That's or a six. disappointment you heard And if you go and beat them Five or six minutes It's a big statement to make Yeah and you heard it In the manager That's that's a disappointing thing You need to go and kill teams off And you need to go and get That third, fourth, fifth goal Because yep. even at 2-0 you, you know if Hamilton Get a set There was a couple of times Hamilton got set pieces And you on. think yeah. This could go a bit scary mm-hmm. For Rangers Where it, uh, there's no way It should ever get to that stage They were that dominant In the first half But they kept the clean sheet Yeah listen From a defensive point of view Our organisation And our base is, Has been really strong so far We need to continue that But I think that's a collective effort um, Alan and John have been super, superb Unfortunately Alan got an injury And John took his chance um, But Alan will still get opportunities to play Because you know, he's done an awful lot for us So we've got two fantastic goalies And I'm in a really good uh, position As a manager to have that Yeah he has um, Happy problem what do you think? What do you think, Barry? I mean, well, I mean, Alan McGregor has been so good for Rangers in Stephen Gerrard's time. Yeah, I always at, say, at, at Rob, is, is he the number one? When you've got a top goalkeeper, he's worth 15 points a season. And I think Alan McGregor is that. But Joe's come in, and I've got to be honest with you, he's looked accomplished. He's mm. looked comfy. He's not had much to do, though, has he? No, I think you. Mm. Mentioned a stat to me. I think he's seven had... saves in six games. Yeah, it's, I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep on using that throughout the show. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot, but if you watch him during the game, he's always talking, he's organising. Yeah. I quite like that. He's um, calmer than McGregor, isn't he? Yeah, but do you know what? I yeah. think Alan will enjoy this mm-hmm. competition. Will he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'll yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, he'll yeah. um he'll be desperate to get back in. He'll he'll not want to sit on the bench. He'll yeah. not be making gestures on the bench or anything, will he? No, he's, he's, <laughs> he only does that when he's with Fergie. Yeah, he only does that. I'm clearing him now. I've been clearing him now for about I don't know, it's that ten years. But he'll be 
he'll be itching at the bat but he's got competition now McGregor's Rangers number one he's yeah. been their best player for the last mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. there's absolutely yeah. no way you need to stay loyal to Alan so when, so when he's ready you just put him back in and you dump John McLaughlin yeah yeah I, I think McLaughlin's at an age now where he understands it I think when he came mm-hmm. in he was, he'd probably been told no if McGregor's fit he'll play Callum do you agree? Uh, I, I wouldn't take John McLaughlin out there to be honest no? mm-hmm. uh, even though McGregor's fit like obviously McGregor's a proven brilliant goalkeeper for Rangers throughout the years and that but I, I don't know I, Like you say He's been struggling With injuries and that A wee bit this season A couple of niggles and that So I'd keep John McLaughlin in the now Like okay. you, you need competition yeah. I mean they've got competition At the centre back area as well They've oh. not had for a, a A couple of seasons So who um, would you play Barry? And goals Yeah if McGregor's fit next I, Saturday I've, I've got to go with the tried and trusted And I, listen he's the best goalkeeper That I've played with It's Alan McGregor Is he? Yeah yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. I, I've played with Ben Foster, mm-hmm. Joe Hart, mm-hmm. Stephen Kloss, but I've got to be honest with you, Alan McGregor is um, he's proper. Matt Jukes, Matt <laughs> Jukes, <laughs> Jukes, sorry, Jukes. <laughs> Jukes. What? That'd be funny if he got that right. <laughs> Cammy from Cambridge Line. Cammy's going to tell us after the break. <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Next up on the phone then, we're going to go to Cambus Lang and Cammy is on the line. Cammy, good evening. Hi, good evening, guys. Thanks Hi, Cammy. Yeah, thanks for phoning Go Radio. What's on your mind tonight, Cammy? Just wanted to ask Barry if he thinks Rangers can stop 10 in a row. Barry Ferguson, can Rangers, will Rangers stop Just 10 a yes in a row? or no, be yeah. fine, Barry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, if, uh, listen, they've had a really good start, six games. Um, They've dropped two points, which was a disappointment. But listen, you you can't get carried away. That they're, they're in a good they're in a good place just now. Um, as I said, there's a couple of things going on across uh, on the other side of the city. But you've got to be mindful. Of they're a wounded animal. They're a they're a strong team. They've still got quality players. But I think it's going to get right down to the wire. If I'm being honest, I called it at the when the season started. I do. I think. The Rangers manager's done his business early, which I quite like. He's went out and uh, spent a bit of money and brought players in. And good quality players, the only one that I'm not too sure about and I've not seen enough is, is Itton. Mm. Um, still to see a bit more of him. But the way things have gone, I think, leading up to the international break, I think the manager's got to be happy with the start they've made. They've been away to Petodre. They've played in the plastic pitch at Livingston. It was disappointing not to get three points there. They went to another, another sorry, difficult pitching and Saturday at Hamilton and they've got the three points so things are looking good but it's it's still early I, I wouldn't like to think that they're getting carried away with themselves because we know what happened last season mm-hmm. they had a great finish to the, the end of the year uh, we're getting a, a great victory over Celtic at Celtic Park and then Celtic just come back from the break and just mm-hmm. steamrolled everybody out the way so good start but still a long way to go but I still believe I do believe sorry that Rangers have got a real chance this season Cammy, what do you think? Do you want to see more signings? I'd like to see them sign a attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not that impressed with uh, with Roof so far. I think he's going to score as many goals as Morelos would. But I still feel as if they need to start putting teams away. Like how to result against St. Byron, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, Hamilton Aki's all day. I'm not putting teams away. We could have beat Aki's four five now the weekend, and the distribution of the ball in the final third was poor. 
Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not often I say this, but I think Stephen Presley made a good point, didn't he? When he I'm said, "I'm just going to mention <laughs> him." Yeah, uh, I'll come down to the end. Of, I think once the transfer window shut, we yeah. can have a better idea of who's going to be the the favourites. But I agree. I, I think you know Barker and Hadji. I don't know if, if they're the guys that can last a full season. I don't know if these guys are good enough to do it over the course of a 38 game season. You know, um, I, I agree. I think they need another attacking midfielder. Uh, if they lose Kent, for me, there's no, they've not got that magic uh, in the forward three three areas. Um, and again, if Morelos goes, you've not got a goal scorer that gets you 20 goals. Mm-hmm. So th- there's worrying signs. One thing I will say is I think Rangers have improved massively on their defensive shape. No, no surprise, as you see, they've not conceded a goal. But I think their reaction to lose, losing the ball is much better. Mm-hmm. I watched Rangers last year when they lost the ball and it was a kind of jog back into position. Now, I think when they lose the ball, even the forward the forward positions, they're, they're on, they get it back straight away. I think that's where they've really improved. Um, there's no doubt they're better than they were last year, but as we've said, Rangers, Rangers' um, ability and players are never in, in doubt. It's a mentality. Mm-hmm. Can they do it over the course of the season? And that, that again, that's still to be proven. It's when you get the business end of yeah. the season, mm-hmm. and that's when you get into February, March. That's when they need to stand up and, and show that they're, they're good enough and, and mentally tough enough to to go through with it. And I've um, said it before. It's still the crowd coming back as well. For me, Rob will, will play a big part. It's it's can you still play this way in front of fifty thousand people who get on your back when you make a mistake? He certainly made improvements. See, since he's come in, there's no doubt in my mind the manager's improved. Mm-hmm. Rangers, he's yeah. improved them in terms of the quality, the way they play. The only the only negative thing that I can find with Rangers just now is they're not killing teams off. Yeah. They're not getting that extra. That third, fourth, fifth goal when there's been opportunities at Murn at home, I thought they could have went on to score more goals. A Livingston um, away, they should have had two or three. Hamilton and, and Saturday, I'm sitting watching it when McMahon gets sent off, 15 minutes to go, just go and steamroll yeah, them. Yeah. There's a big opportunity to go and get the goal difference up. That's the only thing I think just now the manager will be really frustrated with. But you're right, it is about stepping it up, isn't it? It's 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 at that end of the season yep. that you really want to be putting teams I away for sure. I... Because at the moment it's sixteen points out of eighteen, it's six clean sheets. It's yeah. it's it's a yep. it's a, it, they're laying the foundations at the moment for what's for, for what's to come. Yeah. But I hate to mention Stephen Presley for the second time in five minutes, but <laughs> he he was interesting. He was really interesting on the show on Friday. He said, you know, the, the transfer window would sort the season and settle the season. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a bizarre transfer window this time because it's ongoing till October. So this merry-go-round with Morelos and Kent and whoever you want to name at Celtic who might be going out or coming in or whatever, there, there's still so much movement that could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever we think about it right now, it, it could very quickly change again depending on, on who does disappear or who else comes in because it's this one-off season, it's this historic mm-hmm. season where Celtic are going heading for double figures uh, on the title Trail yep. and Rangers desperately want to stop them. You yep. also said I was hopeless, so I don't think we should listen to our word that Stephen Presley's got <laughs> Recru- to say. Recruitment yeah. is the most important thing at a club. Yeah. I think Rangers have done their business early. I, I think you made a good point earlier, Rob. I do think if Morelos goes over the next week or two, I think it may be he might look at bringing another centre forward in. I don't think Ruff's that natural number where, where nine. Do you, where do you get that 20 30 goal season striking for Rangers, though? Loan. A lone yeah. player from yeah. down south, mm. right? Yeah, he could use his contacts yeah. at Liverpool. Yeah, um, but they, they've they've not worked before. If you think the players that have came in on loan for Liverpool haven't they done great? I, ideally, well, Ryan Kent his first year. Came, yeah, I suppose, thought yeah. Was, yeah. I thought was excellent. His first year struggled a yeah. bit last year, but he's now get the bit wow. as I say between his teeth. Mm-hmm. He's looking like a proper player now. Yeah, a big player. I, I do think that if they're going to get what they what they're saying, fifteen million pound. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like saying it because I rate him as a player, but I'm just watching him on Saturday in that stand, and he just looks if he's 
his mind's elsewhere. Yeah, was, he is funny, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> is he? Well, I can't yeah. say on radio what I was no. saying at the TV, but I'm just watching it and thinking, yeah. it's a lot to take out the team. Mm-hmm. When he's on his game and when he's fit, he's he's a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, just need to move on. Is, we, is, there, yeah. is there any possibility he'll stay, would you think, Rob? Um, well, I, th- I think at the moment it's a catch twenty two situation, isn't it? Because actually nobody's winning out of this mm-hmm. because he's not he's not getting the yeah. move he apparently wants, and Rangers aren't getting the money that they want to be able to sell him to be ready to sell him because he hasn't proved he's fit enough yet at the start of this season, and he's not back. In, you know, yes, he scored a couple of goals, but but he's he's not getting in the team. So so Rangers aren't going to get their price. I think that's the yeah, problem. They'll need yeah. to come to some mm. sort of compromise because it can't go on and on because it's just festering and. Listen, it may, I wouldn't like to think, I think experienced guys in the dressing room will make sure it doesn't fester in, but there is a chance that may happen. So they need to really sit down and say, listen, do you want to go or do you want to stay? You need to make your mind up. We need to get the money in and then we need to then reinvest it into the team. Yep. Okay, between now and seven, you can have your say. Thanks, Cammy, for that call. Ross is on the line now from Cardonald. Ross, good evening. Hi there, how are we all doing, guys? Yeah, we're doing, Ross. Thanks. Yeah. Ross, um, I've, I've, I've just had to get my eyebrows done off my girlfriend because I said Cy Ferry was on in there. Ah, gorgeous, <laughs> mate, gorgeous. Cy's just had a spray tan before he came in. Again, this oh. is natural, mate, this is natural. <laughs> All right, Ross. Um, yeah. Well, about also speaking of girlfriend, I've also had a bombshell dropped on me the other week. I mean, try to go on to get, obviously, Cy and Ber- uh, Barry. Uh-huh. And I've come, I'm a Celtic fan, come from a Celtic household, uh-huh. and only found out the other week that basically my, my missus I actually had a massive crush on Barry. Oh, you thought you were going to say me there, devastated. <laughs> I, I, don't to, I don't know how to, like, how to comprehend that. Now. Well, he joins a lengthy queue of women in the west of Scotland then. <laughs> so, I don't know if our dad, who's a massive, massive Celtic fan, I don't think he's, he even knows yet. <laughs> well, if he's listening, he'll know yeah. now. Uh, right, Ross, what about Celtic? What about your team? What would you say tonight? Well, it's, it's a general point of... I've been I've been on the show before and I've kind of mentioned that obviously mm-hmm. kind of helped on a, a Celtic group. Ah yeah. And there's been a yeah. lot of kind of criticism in general just mm-hmm. of the team, mm-hmm. but I've also known it's kind of been spread to the whole kind of Scottish football just now where mm-hmm. it feels as if a lot of people are not impressed with the standard of football since we've kind of came back. But I don't know if it's kind of a bit over egged because a lot of people need to remember that a lot of the players didn't train for three months. They didn't do any of the kind of... Now, obviously, the players are in a constant kind of thing of having to play constantly and then training, even when like they get like a week or two off. But I don't know how many players that would have three months off of not doing like training with teammates. Mm-hmm. And kind of, it's, it's a kind of extraordinary <clears throat> circumstance we're in. And people expecting like Celtic, Rangers... I know Barry was saying that he was expecting Rangers to get a couple more goals, but... Every team still trying to kind of find their feet now and try and find a rhythm back in playing again. Um, and I don't know whether it's a kind of a little bit overemphasized, like the kind of criticism on it. I, I agree with you, Ross. I, I did say um, when the season started that it's going to take four, five, maybe even six games or up to the international break for teams to start motoring a wee bit. It's been a total different pre season, as you mentioned there. They were three months apart. Obviously doing their own individual stuff, which is totally different, as Sai will, will back me up on. And then they've come back into a pre-season where it's been strange. Yep. Uh, they weren't allowed to train together, they were in small groups. And then I think they had maybe two weeks at most uh, together yeah. as a full squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
what are you talking three yeah. two or three pre-season games which in a normal pre-season you would have seven eight yeah. even yeah. nine mm-hmm. maybe playing yeah. a mini tournament so I think in terms of watching the games um, the standard wasn't great at the start but if you go back and look at the Bundesliga and you go yeah. back and look at the English Premier yeah. League the first three or four games I'm thinking to myself this is no great then the standards started to pick up when the guys get minutes yeah. in their legs and they get game time so I think you'll see a difference once they come back off uh, off the international break. I actually enjoyed the the Hibs and Aberdeen game uh, yesterday. I agree. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a good watch. I thought it was two teams that set up different from what they set up last year. And there was a lot of good players on mm-hmm. show. So I enjoyed that. That's probably the most enjoyable game I've, I've watched since we've started back. But I still think there's more to come. It's just been a strange pre-season for the guys. You, 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 you make a really good point, Ross. Because, and, and actually... I hadn't even thought about that in in the last few weeks because we've just been so delighted to have football back and suddenly it's off and running. There's weekends, there's midweeks and all the rest of it. It's picking up pace, it's helter-skelter. But, you know, you stop us in our tracks and say, wait a minute, you know, what about the lack of preparation? And, and maybe Aberdeen yesterday sum up what, what's happening with Scottish football because they were, they were stop-start, they were stuttering, they missed loads of games, they had 19 days without one mm. um, and, then, and then suddenly four wins on the bounce. Yeah, that's what people forget, you know, the Aberdeen situation, the Celtic situation. Yep. It usually takes me about three quarters of a season to get going, never mind six weeks, but like you say, you usually get about eight weeks in pre-season, you know, and, but as Barry say, you play six or seven games and I always feel the first three games of the season after the eight weeks it does you feel it in your legs after 60 minutes you didn't feel the same a lot more mistakes in, in the first three games of the season do you feel so it in your fingers and your bones as well <laughs> you need to give these guys a break <laughs> <laughs> go on give a song up. you actually look a bit like Matty Pell about it that's harsh <laughs> he's got but uh, <laughs> but no, you, you need to get these guys a break. You know, it's not easy yeah. being being out all this time. And it's the mental side of it as well. You yeah. know, you're away for your pals and yeah. take, and there's no signings as well that you need to, you bring in that account as well. You know, people need. Right. I think Motherwell brought in six new players, mm-hmm. so, and that you can see them struggling. And that's why no wins. I've yep. no doubt that Motherwell yeah. will turn it around eventually. Uh, you'll see a difference. Yeah. See once they come back off the or after sorry, that's an international, international break. Yeah. You, you'll see the the standard. Is this stuff. a good thing? Do you think to get the break just for? Um, well, I think yeah. if I mean Derek McInnes spoke after it, he he doesn't want a break because yeah. I thought yesterday they were excellent yeah. to watch. I mean, I watched uh, the yeah. St. Johnson game and I'm sitting yeah. there watching it, thinking mm, it's no great. But then you've got to take into consideration it's been a total different pre-season. But yeah. loved the game yesterday. I thought the standard was really high yesterday. Yeah. Some of the stuff was was great, and I think. Once we come off international break, mm-hmm. the standard will be back up to normal. Motherwell and Aberdeen's results in, in Europe suggest that we're not as bad as, as what people are making it. Exactly. Yeah. More on that, we'll look to the European matches after the news and more of your calls coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Just gone six o'clock every evening, five till seven. Paul Cooney and Rob McLean with, uh, no, I can't say the Ant and Deck again, but we've had quite a few calls about that. The people like it, Barry. They're, they're, they're liking this, the new name. Sai likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually just got a text off my father-in-law saying square go. Uh, oh, right. Uh, so yeah. Are you going to help us, yeah. Paul? Me and you will <laughs> go to your tonight. Is that because you're, <laughs> omelet, you're uh, about the omelette? Uh, oh, yeah. You Has your missus replied? No, she's she's blocked my number. <laughs> <laughs> when are you two coming up against each other then, you know, uh, in, in the cup? Is that... It's October October, October yeah. sometime yeah. Do you yep. know you took a full se- it, took A full training st- session On Saturday And the bassist was on Trying to stop me Is that true? <laughs> Do you know See every time I come in here yeah. He's asking me 
What way do you play? What, what formation do you play? And where does he play? What, what, what are you telling him? Nothing. 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 <laughs> I just ask you, who, who do you want? I know I've, I put Derek on the spot, but I'm I, going to put you two on the spot. I'm going to come to the match. We Pot- want to come and watch. No, but who, yeah. you, who, who do you want to win? Kelty or Peter Head, Paul? Well, I, I'm, I'd sit in the no, fence no, at the moment. No, no, come on. Yeah. Kelty or Peter Head. Uh, no, I'm going to. I'll tell you on the day, right? Well, you, <laughs> well, well yeah. I'm, I'm commentating on it, so I'm, I'm obviously <laughs> totally impartial at this stage. Well, it's, good, so it's a grudge match though isn't it why don't you just give us a prediction there you go give right, us a prediction what are you near the time right okay, right, okay. I'll find out a bit more about it right, we'll still get yeah, a few we, we're exactly. still yeah. looking to add one or two players okay. and I guess as are we as are we yep. we're right. looking to add three or four actually <laughs> honestly I can't wait for it <laughs> we're looking for five or six <laughs> did, did you seriously win the bleep test at Peterhead I did no is way that, is that a worry I didn't I wanted, I, me, and, me and the captain Scott Brown we were joint same, same level so. not the Scott Brown no, no, the Scott Brown. No, 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 no. But no, still fit as a fiddle, Rob. It's just the ability. Yep. Stephen Presley told you, didn't it? Really, he did. Fit, he did. He did. He did. Ability, huh? Right. Some of the headlines tonight: McBurney and Lauren Shankland are out for the Scotland squad later wow. this week. Uh, not good news. Callum Patterson of Cardiff City is in the squad. Other news, Rob, that we've got: uh, Rangers will be up against Lincoln Red Imps, a name that still gives a shiver to Celtic fans. Brendan Rodgers' first match: Cole Rain against Motherwell and Viking versus Aberdeen. Yeah, I was in. Uh, well, I wasn't in. Gibraltar but I commentated I was actually in Dublin but uh, don't get me started on that story but I was working for Premier Sports which sometimes involves a a trip to Dublin but I was commentating on that game in in Gibraltar Brendan Rodgers first game in charge and what a nightmare it was a you know just it was there was something surreal about the whole setup the pitch was horrible Mm. and and Celtic really struggled they got it sorted out of course in the in the second leg but uh, Rangers of course were in Gibraltar their their European campaign started in Gibraltar last season whenever last season was (laughs) they started yeah. over there against St. Joseph's and, and at, at the start of a really good European run and that's exactly what they will be targeting again Barry is uh, going all the way getting into those group stages of the Europa League and getting a bit further Yep and I'm right in saying I think all the teams playing the same pitch that, that yeah, right. That's right um, oh, well, There's only room for one pitch in Gibraltar yeah, Wow <laughs> And it's not, let's be honest with you it's the, Once you've seen one rock you've seen them all though yeah. Yeah, It's not the best surface but listen you just need to go over there and and be as professional as possible and, and just try and get, get through the rounds you've seen what happened with Celtic three years ago or th- three or four years ago over there yeah. um, if your mind's not on it and your attitude's not spot on there's always a chance that you could yeah. suffer a, a surprise defeat um, so Rangers will not be taking that lightly Does it help that they've played two games on AstroTurf already this year? Yeah I, I mean I, I would like to think when they're, they're going to like Rugby Park Livingston Hamilton that they would maybe do a few sessions on the AstroTurf yeah. before they actually play because they've got that facility at the training ground Celtic have got the same facility as well they've got AstroTurf so you've got to prepare right because yeah. it is a total different surface He's excelled in Europe though Stephen Jenner didn't he? That's probably been his best games yeah, for yeah, Rangers course, so yeah. I think Rangers have far too much for, for this team And Celtic will find out tomorrow they're into the third round Yep but they are going to have to play, Sai, you were telling me before the programme. Sorry, what was that, Paul? Celtic have to play in the third round. Because there was oh, no, talk of them getting a, a bye. bye. Right. The bye's okay. not happening, no. yeah. Why, why not? I thought you told me before. No, wasn't <laughs> me. Yeah, all right. But that is the news. <laughs> Celtic are going to be playing in the third round, yeah. Well, the draw's tomorrow, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I thought there still was a chance of a bye, but uh-huh. you, you told me beforehand there, was, there wasn't happening. All right. But uh, also Motherwell and Aberdeen, I mean, we need all the teams to be doing well in Europe. That's the thing, isn't it? And, and that strikes me as potentially a really awkward tie for, for Motherwell. They beat Glen Torren really well in the, the first qualifying round, mm-hmm. but it was Coleraine who beat Maribor, who've taken Scottish scalps in recent seasons. So the way things have shaped for Motherwell so far, uh, coming back off the international break, that could be a toughie, Barry. It will be a toughie, cool. 
Will Rain are um, I, I watch the games on Sky they, they show you the, the Irish League and, and there's some decent players yeah. over there excellent man manager great result I mean, or on Kearney yeah yep. against Maribor Maribor are a, a decent yep. a decent outfit yep. I know they beat yep. them on penalties so wow. Mother will be looking at that and thinking that, that's a tough trip um, in terms of Aberdeen another another tough trip but we need them for the coefficient we need them to do well it's important that our clubs do well in, in Europe and at least get to the group stages yeah because so often Rangers and Celtic are looked to to do the business mm-hmm. to get the coefficient up but it really falls on the other teams as well and and look at how, how much Aberdeen have improved uh, in the course of the last few weeks um, could Aberdeen make it to the group stages of the Europa League I think so I think Aberdeen played Burnley was it last year two years ago yep. and they really gave Burnley a good game Aberdeen should be for me qualifying for the group stages when you, as I say when you look at their squad they've got guys that have played in Europe for other teams uh, you think of Dylan McGee guys like that so you know I think the time's right now with Derek McInnes he's had that same group of players for, for two or three years now it's time for them to, to get in the, the group stages in Europe I find it strange that's three or four times now I've said I was really impressed with Aberdeen yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was yeah. I mean if you look at the, the, the starting lineup. Do you find do you find those words stick in your throat a wee bit? Yeah, it's a <laughs> I never <laughs> really get um, welcomed when I went up to, to Aberdeen. Um, but you look at the job Derek's done up yeah. there. I mean, he was getting criticised at times last yeah. season. Every <clears> single season, apart for this one, he's had to go and do a total rebuild. He loses his best players, and people will be looking at um, obviously McCrory. I know he's signing full time next season. There's Lewis, but they've got some good players. Aberdeen. You look at their squad. Look at the way they played yesterday. I, I thought they looked solid defensively. Yeah. Going forward, a lot of energy and pace. So he'll expect him to get into that group stage with the squad he's got. Aberdeen are usually yeah. good at, at making a game stuffy. And I think if they go away from home in Europe, that'll be massive. You know, being well organised and, and stopping count, uh, stopping passes through your through your midfield and defence. So I think Aberdeen are, are well set up to, to do both. You know, they can play when they've got the ball, but also they're very well set up if, if they need to defend. We hear from Derek McKinnis shortly talking about Ross McCrory, but we're going to take a call from Stuart on the line from Air. Hello, Stuart. Good evening. Good evening, lads. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, sure. I think we're pretty good. How about you? What's on your mind tonight? So, I might like a bit like most Scotland fans, it's become frustrating watching them over the last 10, 15 years growing up as a football fan to the point where when it's an international break, you almost look for the next club fixture. Is that the same for you guys as players if you aren't in the squad, or is it more you still want to support the team as much as you possibly can? Better asking Barry that makes I've never been anywhere near a Scotland squad What do you mean Stuart in terms of if you're a player and you're called up or if you're not called up If, you, if you're not called up do you and is the, or if you've retired now do you still get the same buzz as a Scotland fan do you, you've oh, Of course yeah. I'm excited I mean, I mean we spoke about it a couple of times in the, the studio I mean I'm looking at the the squad of players that are available to Stevie Clark and I, I'm excited about the, the group that he's got um, I'm sure he will be if you look at the players and the level that the players that he's got in the squad are playing at I think there's a, a real potential in that, that squad to go and, and now reach a major championship I really do I, I look at the midfield it's full of quality mm-hmm. we spoke about it um, off air mm-hmm. you go down to under 21s you've got three guys that are going to be chatting at the bit to get into that midfield mm-hmm. and Lewis Ross McCrory and David Turnbull You've got Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney, two unbelievable left backs. Um, so I, I'm excited about uh, about this Scotland team. I think we've got the right guy. 
at the helm. I think he's a a top manager, and I think we've got real quality in that squad. And I think it's about time. But I think I see, can see. See, his... my worry with Steve Clark is bad. He's a very defensive manager, isn't he? Like when he was at command, like he was good at being hard to beat. Yeah, he was set up. These players that we've got now, I mean, they're attacking players. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with the games that I've seen with McGinn's and McGregor's. I think we can. I can. We could be a bit more um, adventurous. A bit, a bit more adventurous with these players it, that we've got. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mister. Stuart will have the chance with these attacking players that he might actually go a bit more attacking. I think he will, Stuart. I I, so. If I'm being honest with you, I mean the last few games, McGinn scored a few goals. Yeah. Um, I think if you let him off a leash and let him bomb forward and get beyond the strikers, there's goals in him. There's Callum McGregor, who I, I said that can either sit and dictate a game. Or he can go beyond the strikers and score a goal. Stuart You've Armstrong. Yeah, Stuart Armstrong, player. who's mm-hmm. had a great season at Southampton. Ryan Christie, who in the past year, 18 months, has come on leaps and bounds. Um, but again, as you'll know, Barry, you could be as good as you can, you, as good as you want for box to box. But yeah. if you've not got a guy to stick the ball in the net mm. up top, know, it's and, difficult, isn't it? And a lot of people don't realise international football is so much different from actual domestic football. Um, he's going to get them. They'll join up today. He's not got a lot of time to spend with them. The guys that maybe played games over the weekend might be coming with a, a niggly injury. Mm-hmm. So normally, when I was when I was playing, we never had the full squad until maybe forty hours before the the actual game was played. Yeah. Two two training sessions, and then you were straight into a game. So is that the like, hardest part of it, Barry? It is the hardest yeah. part, and it's probably the most frustrating part for the for the the manager because um, the, the players um, will be. Obviously, chatting at the bit to to play in the game, but they may be carrying injuries. Um, yeah. So, I, I probably look back in my Scotland career, and it was only up until two days before the game they actually full squad the twenty twenty one players actually trained together. Is is Stephen Fletcher is fit at the moment? Would he have been available for a call up? We've we've lost two strikers. We've lost Ollie McBurney and we've lost Lauren Shankland. Callum Patterson has been called in now. Callum Patterson has played up front at times, <laughs> but he's not. He's but not. he's not a centre. Yeah. Could, is Fletcher a fit? Could he, could he have been called upside? Do you think? Rob, you know how much I love Fletcher. I know been you accused do. of being his agent on here. I'm t- Fletcher's yeah. in great nick. He's mm-hmm. one of the boys that he never puts weight on. You know, he, he looks after himself, Fletch. So I don't get that then. I don't I, get why he hasn't been called. I think he should be up. in the squad as well, Rob. Honestly, mm-hmm. for that for that central role of playing up on your own, Stephen Fletcher fits that perfectly. He's fit as a fiddle, Fletch. Thirty three year old, looks after himself. I mean. The fact that Callum Patterson's ahead of Stephen Fletcher absolutely baffles me. It really does. But just on the the point that you're making, I'm obviously good pals with big Charlie McGroon. Mm. We have this argument with him because I, I feel loves a name drop. But I feel that Scotland need a more adventure, adventurous manager now. But Charlie backs Steve Clark to the hilt, and Charlie is very honest with me, and he, he does say that he thinks Steve Clark's the man for the job. He doesn't want to retire for international football, Charlie, because he enjoys it so much under Steve Clark. So. Fingers crossed the big man knows what he's talking about. Rob, it's so promising now. I mean, you had years of commentating on the the wilderness years. You know, we were lucky enough to do the World Cups in 98 and all the rest, 96 in the Euros, but then it didn't happen again. Are you excited now? I am very excited. Yeah, that looks a that looks a, a, a mouth watering uh, selection. Yes, we've got weaknesses, but we've also got big mm. pluses as well. And it's just about who you how you put it all together, what shape you decide to go with, and who you put where. And and it's tough. It's really difficult. There are there are some positions you know that that are almost impossible to fill. How do you put Tierney and Robertson in the same team? But but I. Callum Patterson replacing Ollie McBurney and Lon mm. and I don't get that one. I, I'm with you, Rob. But you've got to be positive. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this squad, and I'm positive that we've got a, a good enough 
starting eleven to put out in, in steamroller Israel. Great. I, I really do believe that. And, and you, I think you've got to find a way or a formation, should I say, to fit Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson. Both of them have got to play. Both of them are high quality yeah. players. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They know how to win. Yeah, they're winners. They're Look winners. at Tierney, two, 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 know, two medals at Arsenal yep. already. Yep. Won medals Andy Robertson, years. Champions League. Yeah. Um, and Prem it's got to be 3-5-2 to get the 2 in yeah. I think he'll go 3-5-2 yeah. and he'll try and accommodate all his best players uh, well, you've, right. well you've got Scott McTominay in the middle of your back three in I terms think of your selection you know, because the big players have to play yep yeah, I, I think eventually you might see him in the future become a, a centre back yeah. and a three um, but I'm just trying to fit the best players that are made available who's for your right wing back Forrest yeah. or Forrest. O'Donnell yeah Forrest. Forrest yeah I agree we're going to Forrest. do more in that as the week goes on we'll uh, preview to Friday night so on Wednesday Barry I know you gave your team last week we'll Rob will uh, update oh, he's you he's got one change to make he's got a change to make yeah. well, I've made the change already have you yep. see I was waiting for the call-offs <laughs> right. experience wait, wait till Wednesday we'll hear Anthony is on the line uh, he's an Aberdeen fan hello Anthony good evening hello Anthony Calling in, I've got you now. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Anthony. What's your point? Um, yeah, I know you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but um, our question for Rob in particular: What do you think yeah. of Aberdeen going with a back three this season? Well, it's working well, isn't it? Uh, certainly worked well yesterday. Anyway, um, I mean, it's been it's been a strange old season for Aberdeen, Anthony, so far. But uh, wow, progress yesterday, big time. Um, because what what I've liked about Aberdeen is the fact that they've, they've been well below their best in Perth. And at home to Livingston but they won the games um, and that's what it's all about six points out of six after that 19 days without a game but I mean yesterday was a massive jump forward top opposition mm. Hibs yeah. at Easter Road um, I think they answered a lot of questions yesterday I mean and there's obviously big progress to come but that shape it was um, yeah the back three Tommy Hoban I thought I thought was good for Aberdeen uh, defensively for them. McKenna and Considine with Kennedy and Hayes as the, as the wing backs. I mean, we've, we've, yeah. we went through the, the whole team earlier on. I mean, so many successes, but but a really effective unit. See, his wing backs, his wing backs are wingers. Wingers, yeah. And I love to see that. That's him set up. Mm. And he's you can do that though when you've got the fourth McCrory as a yep. setter as well, can't yep. you? He's obviously set up. That's attack minded. Yeah. I know three at the back, you've got three centre-halves. I just thought Aberdeen were impressive yesterday. I really enjoyed watching them. Um, it's the first time that, as you said, it's been difficult for them over the last couple of weeks. We're missing 19, games with, uh, 19 days sorry, without a game. But I, I thought they played good stuff at times can, can as well. You, Anthony, can you believe that? Barry Ferguson raving, <laughs> up, raving <laughs> about Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of why I was bringing up. Yeah. I'm expecting big things for Hedges as well as I said we played him pre-season ah, yeah. last year and he was head and shoulders said, above everyone yeah. else he went on to have a poor season last year he is year. quite tall isn't he <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Anthony I, I think this could be his year Hedges. Anthony what do you think of uh, Ross McCrory and, and Lewis in the middle yeah. of the park and before you answer it let's hear what the manager thinks he's a dream he is he's an absolute dream he's a Rolls Royce a boy uh, he's going to get better with games you can just see that his career has been stop-start um, you know, it's uh, a lot of times players leave the old firm and think that's it's only downhill. No, for this boy, he's going to go and go far. Um, and I'm just delighted we managed to get him. I love the way he talks yeah. about players. That's brilliant. Isn't Rolls it? Royce. Yeah. Oh, Anthony. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, initially I was kind of thinking it was a little, I was a little bit skeptical because I thought we kind of got we're really stacked in midfield. But I haven't seen him like you say the last two or three games. He just looks, you know, he's so com still comfortable in possession and. That's something what we've lacked uh, the last couple of seasons, especially midfield and at the back as well. So yeah, he's going to be a top top player for us for sure. Barry, do you think Rangers have made a mistake? 
leaving. Yeah, I, I, I never go. seen too much of him when he first broke into the team. There was no doubt you could see um, he had potential to be a Rangers player, and I think even St- Stephen Gerrard says he's potential to be a, a Rangers captain um, one day. Um, so what I like about the boy. He's he's no sitting and saying he's an old firm player. He's made a decision. Listen, I'm going to go for the benefit of my career. I'm going to go and try and play week in, week out. Get a num- number of games under my belt. Go to a good club under a good manager who clearly believes in young players. He's done the same thing as Lewis. Yeah. So fair play to the, the young man. Because uh, it would have been easy for him to stick around the old firm. Um, yep. Sorry at Rangers And say I'm a Rangers player He's made the decision He needs to go and play games For the benefit of his career And do you know what If he continues to play like that Aberdeen will find it hard To keep a hold of him He, 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 said, he said after the game that, that he wants to win a trophy This season with wow. Aberdeen do, do you think that's realistic Si? I do. I do It says a lot about his mentality The fact that he's willing to go For Rangers to Aberdeen mm-hmm. And face the backlash Of Rangers fans I think he got quite a bit of stick On Twitter mm-hmm. For going to Aberdeen from Rangers But it just shows you that He's a type of kid that all he cares about is his is his prof- is his profession, and he wants to do well. I think Aberdeen's the, the right place for him. Derek McInnes was a good centre midfielder. When I played against him in the reserves. Mm-hmm. If he's going to play that holding midfield role, what a guy to learn from Derek McInnes. But that sort of position now it's so important for teams, isn't it? And McCrory's made a difference to Aberdeen. You see Gogic on the opposite side when he's not playing, the difference it makes to Hibs. So I think Ross McCrory is going to be a massive player for Aberdeen. So Anthony, yeah. I also think it will be a benefit for Lewis as well. It'll allow Lewis. To get I, I want to see Lewis yeah. get forward more. Lewis has got goals in his. In his game, mm-hmm. um, and I think with Ross McCrory being there, being that anchor guy in midfield, uh, allow him to, uh, to go uh, He's a dying forward breed as well with that tough tackling as but well. But also Ross McCrory, one thing about him, I seen a couple of times he got the ball and he drove forward as well, and Lewis just stepped into his position. So there was a, a good connection with both of them yesterday. You know the only thing beating you tonight is the clock. Coming up next, thanks Anthony. Speak to you in the future. Bye. Coming Bye. up All next, yeah, we're going to speak to the former Celtic striker Tommy Johnson. The Bull Radio Football Show. Yeah, they're banging on down south about the bank holiday side, but here, well, every day's a holiday for you, isn't it? You love it. You're loving life. Any day with Barry Ferguson's a holiday for me. What a guy, eh? <laughs> How are the Open Goal podcast going this week? What's coming up? John Higgins on the date, so he'll be uh, on the podcast tomorrow talking about his 147. What a yeah. guy, honestly. What a career he's had. Took us off for lunch after him and his, his boy Pierce, so uh-huh. what a day it was. Where did you go? Listening. We went to St. Luke's. <laughs> why, are you, why are you making that face? It was, it's right across the podcast. I'm just looking. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the El Yunusi podcast. When's he on? Oh, dinner. In fact, you know, John actually spoke about El Yunusi. Do you know what? John's actually quite clever when he's talking about football. He's been on the show, you know. I saw you, how's uh, that? Uh, <laughs> you he, stole him. He agreed. He agreed on the El Yunusi point. So, massive Celtic fan, John, as you know. And, Indeed. Um, yeah. He, he doesn't hold back on the podcast tomorrow so make sure you watch it we'll look out for that there you go Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry Rob McLean with us and coming on now uh, someone who did some great work with Celtic late 90s the early 2000s it's uh, Tommy Johnson is on the line Tommy good evening good evening everyone how are you what a player uh, what a player yeah. how are you doing Tommy alright I'm fine alright yeah <laughs> <laughs> Tommy they could have done with you on Wednesday night <laughs> yeah against uh, in the European match against the Hungarian champions uh, were you watching it and uh, how surprised disappointed were you starting with no striker uh, no I was in Belfast uh, last couple of weeks doing coach education and so Fergie knows what that's like it's a bit manic so I didn't get around to watching the game but obviously like everybody was very disappointed in it but uh Obviously, I know Lenny really well, and that was the team he wanted to go with, and he went with it yesterday. 
going back probably last week, I was disappointing with the results, but it's gone now. They've just got to concentrate now on on getting back to normality and fixtures. The one at the weekend, and so they've got the weekend off now this weekend with the international break. So uh, onwards and upwards, I would say. Do you think, Tommy, you know what it's like in Glasgow and Scotland? Uh, do you think we're too fixated with 10 in a row or stopping it? And attention, I don't mean the team, but just the whole place, the attention went off the importance of the Champions League. No, I don't think so. I've known God, Lenny for years and years and there would have been drilled into them that they needed to get through and won't qualify. So I can't say it's been, you know, concentrating on 10 in a row. That's a long, long way away. And, you know, things are going to happen this season. There's going to be ups and downs for them. But definitely, I think we all, as players and, and coach and staff, like to concentrate on the next game. And that was the most important game at the time. Tommy, Rob McLean here. What what did you make of uh, Neil Lennon's reaction to that European defeat? What he said afterwards about the players? Well, obviously, he's disappointed, Rob. You know, I think we all were. And, and I, as I said, I can't comment on the game because I didn't see it. Yeah. But the result in the end was, was disappointing. But uh, I think Neil, knowing him as I do, would have been very, very disappointed. And he just wanted to make his feelings known, you know. And uh, probably rightly so. You know, it was a big, big chance for them to uh, to qualify and and obviously what's gone on with COVID and lockdown, the club are losing not making as much money as like all clubs and it was a it was a great way to keep the finances. And is that and is that Neil looking for a reaction when he when he does something like that, says something like that? Is is that a means to to get the players needled a bit to and, and get some reaction out of them when he when he accuses some people of looking for moves? Well, it worked, didn't it? Because they won yesterday, you yeah. know. So uh, and kept the same team. So were you surprised? Yeah. He, were you surprised he kept, he went with the same team? I, I mean, obviously the result was right after a a sticky start in the game. It took a while for them to get in front, but they they event, I mean three 0 They've settled for a three 0 win against Motherwell uh, in advance of it. But were you were you surprised that he he said same again to the eleven? Well, no, because we, we unless you're in that uh, in the bubble at. In Lennox Town, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with the, the strikers. You know, they may not be fit. You know, taking time to settle, even though Jetty scored a couple of goals by coming on. So Neil and his staff would have sat down after the game and, and they decided that was the best way forward, that he wanted to keep, keep the same team. I don't think it would be stubbornness from Neil. He just felt against Motherwell that was his best team and it just coincides with it was the team against Evan Zappos. Tommy, it's Cy Ferry here. Hi, Sai. How much? Sorry. Are you st- have you stopped patching me now? Is that you back speaking to me? <laughs> <laughs> when you change your clothes, I'll come and see you. Oh, well said. I totally agree with you, Tommy. Oh, you're Where's on... the same gear every Monday and Friday? <laughs> oh, Tommy, you're on radio now, so it's recorded. Are you coming on the podcast next week? Definitely. I've got your word. I will definitely come on. I would prefer to do it face-to-face, to be perfect. You've obviously honest. not seen my face then, Tommy, if you prefer to do it face-to-face. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely love to sit down and definitely do it face to face. But if you want to do a podcast, it's not a problem. And next week is okay. Are you just lining up guests yeah. on this show? <laughs> you like to interest take, take Tommy out for a drink. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Right, here's a question for you, Tommy. You're talking about the coaching badges there. I heard you took Fergie for his coaching badges. How was he? And I heard you rided him right until 45 minutes. Is that true? <laughs> Correct. Yes, him and Bob Malcolm. Yeah, Fergie was different class. You know, he knows his stuff. He played the game and I's level international eleven manager now, but uh, 
as us all, we've got to start somewhere, Si, and, you know, Fergie come over, very good, very diligent, and I think we really saw, we always talk about it, Fergie, when I come up and done you and Bob Malcolm, and we sat down before, and you thought it might have been not a bit of a jolly, but I think you soon realised that you had to, had to do your stuff. No, I was saying that to the guys, Tommy. I says, listen, I think five minutes before uh, I went out to do my assessment, we were sitting having a coffee, having a chat just about life, and then you got up five minutes before it started and says, right, this is the professional side. You need to go out and show how good you are at coaching, 11 against 11. And um, I'd asked you the question, how long has it lasted? He says, well, if you're doing all right, you'll get to about 30, 35 minutes. But on the sheet of paper, it was 45. It took me the full 45 minutes. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe uh, it. You've keep them on the tour side, yeah. you know what I mean? How many sandwiches did Bob Malcolm eat at lunch, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> it was great, you know, doing them both. The both obviously have grown up together and have been on the journey together. But uh, as a coach educator, and Fergie knows, you know, he's been over there a few times now. It, nothing gives you greater pleasure than to see the lads and have started with a B licence to get through that and then the A licence. And then you always look at the careers where they're going so... It's uh, it's great for us as coach educators to see how they progress. Why do you not do the management, Tommy? Because no one's asked us. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, she is, and I want a life. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, she is. You're still head of recruitment at Blackpool, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. Scotland a place that you you try and identify players? Definitely, yes. We've uh, you all know Darren Jackson. I think he was on the show last week. It so, was. Uh, Jacko is our, our scout up in Scotland, so he's uh, a different class. I had him at Blackburn. He knows his stuff. He's obviously played for a lot of clubs up there and got a lot of contacts with yourselves as well. So there's no better person for me than to do Scotland for us, yeah, definitely. I think we were looking at, obviously, Lyndon Dykes last year, the season before, even when I was at Forest. But uh, there is little gems up there, to be fair, uh, and they're not going to cost as much as they would down south so yeah we've got Jack up there who's uh, he's doing a great job Are we guilty Tommy of undervaluing players in Scotland? I think so I think there's a general consensus that they say that the English leagues are better than Scotland but you know obviously staying up there myself and living up there for five and a half years I think it was and uh, I think it's a good league you know obviously it's not as strong as it possibly used to be but uh no, there's definitely players up there, and that's why I said we we have our scouting network up there as well. Lyndon Dykes, how well do you think he will do at QPR? I think yeah, he's he's a great player. Jack will flagged him up early doors, and you know I've seen seen him a couple of times myself, and I think there was a few clubs after him as well. Um, I've probably no doubt in my mind that he'll go on to better things down here in England. And Tommy Johnson, you obviously we talked about Celtic. Stephen Gerrard, a huge year for him as well. And Rangers have started well, haven't conceded a goal, 16 points from six games. And it's a great start uh, at the other end of the city. Sorry, it went dead there for 20 seconds. Yeah. I didn't know what you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's called a technical yeah, Very good. <laughs> yeah, good start yeah, for Stephen Gerrard. Great... Yeah. No, they've had a great start. You know what you can't stop. I think... <laughs> Sorry, Fergie. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's obviously the door at Livingston, was it? But uh, apart from that, they've had a great start. And they know how important it is. We've all been involved in games, you know, up the road, you know, Simon and, and Fergie, and you just know how important this season's going to be, one way or the other. And they needed a good start, and they have got it. Uh, as I said, there's going to be many, many ups and downs throughout the season. But 
I'm sorry, but there's only one winner. Sorry, Fergie. <laughs> and do you think Celtic will hold on to Edward for this season? That's a big question, yeah. Uh, money talks, doesn't it? I think it goes back to Dembele leaving the same, uh, especially with what's gone on with COVID and lockdown. I know Celtic are in a great place financially, but if teams from the Premier League or abroad are going to come in with massive, massive money for them, and it's down to obviously Peter Lowell, Dermot Desmond and the directors whether they're going to accept it or not. Brilliant. What was your best moment in Scottish football, Tommy? Oh, the, uh, the treble season 2001 and uh, scoring the goal against St Mirren, I would say, definitely. Yeah, I didn't want anyone else to score after that, so it was probably that, yeah. And Ashton, Ashton Lane as well, Tommy? Ashton. It's <laughs> 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 still there. It's still there, mate. Huh? Still alive and kicking brilliant. No, he was, no, was an archaeologist, man. Oh, was he an archaeologist? Now you're talking. That was three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you still speak to Lenny, Tommy? Yeah, uh, Text him, text him over the weekend. Yeah, I uh, spoke to him last week, the week before, and then they were down, they were down at Loughborough uh, pre-season, weren't the training? And I'm, I live about 15 minutes from Loughborough, so I went over and seen them uh, at the university. So yeah, yeah, still speak to him quite a bit. I get the feeling, Tommy, that there are some Celtic fans who are just waiting and, and have been since he came back into the job for Neil Lennon to make a mistake, to make a slip. Uh, and then jump on him because when Brendan Rodgers uh, departed for Leicester he wasn't everybody's I- idea of what should be the next Celtic manager maybe he wasn't glamorous enough uh, in the wake of the, I guess the bombshell when, when Brendan Rodgers arrived so what, what do you make of that I mean is is, is he underappreciated Neil Lennon for what he's done oh definitely I think I said it and I've always said it at the time I think Peter Law will whether you like him or lower them, made a great decision bringing Neil back because he just he knew the club, he knew the players, he knew the style that Brendan had played, and he was just carrying on with what was there. And he said, and obviously they the won the league again, and he had his time to during last pre-season to implement his style of football that he wanted to play. So I've always said it was probably a great decision instead of getting someone in from the outside who didn't know the club as probably as well as Neil. You know, whether it's fortunate or not that Neil had left Hibs and he wasn't working at the time, but I've always said, and he's done brilliant. Apart from the other night, which is a blip, obviously. Yeah. But, do, you know, do you get what I'm saying, though, about that some Celtic fans just well, aren't, yeah, aren't, aren't, aren't having him? Yeah, well, that's down to them. But I think if you ask most Celtic fans, they're, they're delighted with what he's done since he's come back. And and the proof will be in the pudding this season because it's a massive season and, you know, and no disrespect the Rangers, but I think you'd probably rather be in Celtic shoes than Rangers shoes at the minute. So, so he'll be judged by the end of the season, but for me, they've got nothing to judge him on. You know, he's, he's <laughs> the one the trophies the last few years since he's been there. So yeah. I know everyone's disappointed with last the last Wednesday, but uh, we've got to move on. There have been blips. There was blips when I was there and you just move on. And as I said, you know, going for 10 in a row, what better better prize at the end of the season than for that? And Tommy, before you go, what about Kieran Tierney? Another medal at the weekend? Yeah, delighted. You know, he's done really well. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times when I've been up, uh, when I've been to see the Scott Brown and the lads and, and Lenny and that. So, uh, down to earth lad who just absolutely loves football and you can say that he probably didn't really want to leave Celtic, but, you know, when a, a club like Arsenal come knocking at your door he's got to go so the first of many for him yeah he's uh, as I said great lad great player and uh, 
thoroughly deserved. And good news for Scotland, we've got him, we've got Andy Robertson and a crop of younger players, well, they're young as well, coming through. It's, it's looking better. I know you're a former England under-21 international, but you know, for Scotland, so long in the wilderness, Tommy, it's great for the game to see us improving. Oh, definitely. You know, even going back to our era, lots of young Scottish players coming through and they've done well. I know it's been a while since they qualified for a major tournament, but uh, yeah, I would say things are definitely looking up, yeah. So you were helping Barry Ferguson with his license. How good was he? What 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 is it you saw in in Barry? That was, was it driving you... license? Or was it <laughs> oh, oh, harsh? <laughs> Tommy, what about I Barry? I was good in the night yeah. out. I was yeah. good in the night out. Did you get Did you get around yeah. him, Tommy? Did what? Did Fergie get around right, him? That's one thing. Nobody <laughs> can label up exactly. Yeah. I'm first yeah. to the bar. Yeah. I'll tell you, Tommy was some player. Yeah. Oh yeah, always difficult to play against him. Full of energy. Yeah, new stuff, good on the ball, you know, he had a great career. Yeah. Uh, that's another uh, round room, another bottle of Peroni Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, thanks very much for joining us. We'll be speaking to you later in the season. Good luck at Blackpool and uh, speak to you soon. Tommy Johnson. Not a problem. Good luck, lads. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Cheers. very much. Cheers, mate. You said it, Barry, what a cracking guy. Yeah. Or top, top guy. Top, top guy. And he did um, us there, didn't he? He did me. You know, uh, you oh, did. I lost you for 10 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> funny, funny, yeah. funny guy. But I tell you what, uh, the coaching badges, different class on the, the coaching field yeah. as well. well and, we sh- and we should say other continental laggers are available. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> he was a good player, though, wasn't he? Good career, Tommy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good finisher, yeah. man. Yeah, I've never really met him, but meant to be a top man, isn't he? Funny as well. Oh, he's brilliant the night out. But as I said, I, I was really impressed with him when he, he's doing the assessments and that. He was great on yeah. the pitch. But really, you know what I loved about him? Obviously, knew him very well, yep. but he never let us away with, with nothing. No. It was yep. total professional and that. I totally respected him for that. Did you play against them? Do you remember playing against them? Aye. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Give him a bit. Well, I made a few boots at each other. That's Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson with Rob McLean coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Yep, we're in Glasgow's own Go Radio, the home of Crofty, Adele and Grado. Si, have you seen any of the posters? They're all over Glasgow in the West. I have, posters. I've seen them, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I've had my, I took my selfie next to them and uploaded it to Go Radio. Excellent. There yeah, you go. I That's the it, kind yeah. of employee I am, do you I know what I mean? Love it. Go with that. Have Barry, you fa- ask him the same question. Barry, have you I'm uh, not seen on that? social media. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you have you? Not? No. Have you? Oh, yeah. What? Rob, have you uploaded a selfie next time? <laughs> ah, once I work out what it is, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Rob, oh, it's Monday night, you're on go. Imagine yeah. me on social media. I know. <laughs> I think I'd be on that imagine. you some amount of abuse, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, the busiest man in broadcasting, you must be. It's uh, quite I've, a weekend I've, for you. So yeah. on Saturday, Kilmarnock. Yep. And you were impressed. Uh, arguably, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Chilly. I've cut down to eight days a week, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kilmarnock against yeah. Dundee United, sparkling performance from them. They hadn't won the season. Yeah. What a game. What a goal by Rory McKenzie wow. to uh, end it all off. I'm not sure he'd have done it if it was nil-nil. It was 3-0 at the time. But from one penalty box, Barry, to the other, and a little dink over over Ben Seagreest, who's about 6 foot 15. So it was some finish. Yeah, a great counter-attack. Um, as you say, I don't think he would have tried that at, at nothing each or, or one each. But it shows you the confidence um, after getting three goals up. And what what a finish! I, I watched it. I must have watched it five or six times. It was that good. Just a delightful chip, great finish, and it shows you how how strong Command are, are going to be this season. I think they've had a slow start, but I fully expect him to to be in the top six because Dundee United have started the season off well. Yeah, I seen Mickey's interview after it. He was disappointed with they, individual. They, were, they weren't bad though. They, they, just they individual were, errors. I yeah, think he was yeah. disappointed at the defending a few times, but. 
impressed Kabamba up front oh what a player yeah. Mm. What, a yeah. what a partnership that could be side Kabamba and Brophy no. but I don't want to be one of these guys that says I told you so but see if you rewind the tape but you're going yeah. to anyway I said mm. I'll tell you my words that Power and Dicker did that much work in the middle of the pitch you didn't need a third one in there get Brophy up with Kabamba listen it's no rocket science lads just get me in and I'll, I'll sort it for you Eamon Brophy he's a player yeah. I've always liked yeah. I, I think I mean, he could he's potentially. He's a pest. I, you know what, I like him when he's playing. He, he just looks a good player. He looked if he enjoys playing up front. You wouldn't uh, enjoy, sorry, playing up front with Big Kabamba. Right. He looks an absolute unit. What a find! I'll yeah, tell you um, what, some good supply from Callum Waters as well. He can, he can, foot, he can deliver, can't yeah. he? Yeah. I played against him at Alloa Waters, and he again, he was he was a standout at that level. Mm. Uh, I really like him. He's got a lovely, lovely left foot, good delivery. But um, I think what I liked about Alex Dyer was I think he'd have looked at Dundee United's back two Connolly and Reynolds at 30, 30 odd each and he thought go, I'm going to go two up against these and I, and I think Brophy terrorised him running the channels I said it last week I think Reynolds and Connolly are good when they're on the 18 yard box and they're defending crosses but when they need to play on the halfway line and they play against guys with pace and Kambamba and, um, and Brophy they're asking for trouble I think Dundee United need a quick centre back as I say, when they're going to sit in against teams of Celtic and Rangers and Aberdeen, I think Conley and Reynolds are fine. But when they're attacking and they're vulnerable on the counter-attack, I think they need a, a young, quick centre-half done United. don't know if you'd agree with that, no? I'm agreeing with everything you say. <laughs> We're off to Paisley then <laughs> on the Go Radio Football Show. Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean. And uh, it's Chris on the line. Hi, Chris. Good evening. All right, lads. How you doing? Ah, how you good, doing, thanks. Yeah. How you doing? Ah, not too bad, mate. Um, I've got a question for Barry. You're yeah, right bad, mate. Hi. Uh, How are you doing? I know, uh, bad, mate. Uh, so, in the current Rangers team, I was just wondering who you personally rate the most, but also who do you rate the least in the current team? Wow. What a question. What a question this is. Mm. In terms of who do I rate the most, in terms of if they're going to be a match winner or, or win a game, I, I honestly do think Ryan Kent. Mm. Um, I was disappointed that I've said previous times. In some of his performances last year, but listen, as footballers, you all go through sticky patches. It's how you come out on the end, and aye, I think he's he went did, away. Bit this year for sure. Aye. Yep, I think he's went away, and he's got that bit uh, between his teeth. He's went away, worked hard. Um, you can see why Leeds are interested in him, and I wouldn't be surprised if another two or three clubs are going to be interested in, uh, in him. But I think it's imperative that Rangers keep him. I do mm. really think he's a match winner on his game. He can win you a game of football. Um, you've seen glimpses again and and Saturday against Hamilton with the second uh, the second goal. He, he takes it down the left side. He cuts back, does a bit of a Cruyff turn and has the shot. And the keeper makes a decent save and Tavernier taps it in. So he's the one standout player. He's the one match winner um, mm. in the Rangers team. He's but so direct, isn't he? He is. Di- I, I love it. He's just he's, he's not one looking thought. to other people. Mate. He wants no, to he's always it. in the half yeah. turn. He's he's just looking at going towards that goal. And and it's refreshing to see you get a lot of now kind of guys that, that play um, behind the striker or on the left or right side that want to come back and play it back the mm. way. His first instinct is on the half turn, go and attack the full back or the the centre defence. Um, it's a great attitude as well, isn't it? Yeah. With all with all the transfer stuff swarming around, um, Rob, and he's delivering. Rob, Sai made a, a a great point earlier. Thanks very much, Barry. Look at the difference between him and Morelos. That's the disappointing yeah. thing that a, a lot of the Rangers, well, not a lot. I think every Rangers fan will be disappointed in um, Morelos's attitude. He spat the dummy out. You look at that boy. He said a lot of interest. It's been all over the papers the last week or so. Leeds coming in for fourteen million pound. You seen his interview after the game? 
I'm not, it's not affected me. Yeah. I've got the blinkers on, I've got one thing I need to do, and that's trying one football games for Rangers. That's the attitude you want, and he will get his move. But hopefully, no, this season, Rangers can hang on to him. Are you just keeping this going long enough? I'm so trying my best. Yeah. So you don't have to Help me outside. Help me out. I think there was a part B on Chris's yeah. question, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, yeah. yeah. Oh, How can I say that? That's difficult, isn't it? Do you know it? what? Yeah. I think, I think Hadji needs to do a bit more. I think Kent's. Yeah, I, I think. A shame, but look, I says um, I wrote a bit about Hadji um, a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. I think when he came in and loan, you could see there's potential in him. There's ability there, mm-hmm. but if you're paying four million quid, which Rangers did, and it's a lot of money nowadays up in Scotland, I need to see more. I know he got his goal on Saturday. I need to see more from him. If he's wanting to start in that. That Rangers, um, that Rangers team, he needs to show more. The difference between him and Kent is the mentality, and mm-hmm. I, I think when Hadji gives the ball, he goes into a wee shell. But the I difference don't know is when Kent gives it away, mate, he wants it again. I love players I, like that. I don't know if you can play him on the left side or the right side. I don't think he's that that pacey in terms of he's probably one that's going to be behind the the main striker. Um, but technically, he's got all the the attributes to be a a, a very good player, but. When you're paying that sort of money, you need to see a level of consistency week in, week out. You need to see him getting seven, eight out of ten. It was a big gamble at the time, wasn't it, to unload that amount of money mm-hmm. on Hadji? It he was. Got to, he got off to the dream start. Mm-hmm. You would have to say there was a romantic side to it because of the yeah. goals against Braga and the way mm-hmm. the way he started with Rangers. But is he going to deliver long term? There must be question marks about him at the moment. I would think. My other question mark is as well with Kent, and I'm talking about earlier. Is when he gives the ball, he's chasing like mad to get it back. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see that about Hadji. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see Hadji tackling people and and putting a shift in. You know, I think he's. Hadji's a luxury player for me and I think against the bigger teams that's kind of where where, where you see it Chris what do you feel? This annoys yeah. me when uh, people say about players losing the ball they've not got that attitude to get that should be a, a given, given yeah. if yeah. you lose the ball try your hardest to mm-hmm. get it back when Chris. I see players being lazy it, it cracks me up at times yeah. um, So is Hadji your selection then? No, not just now he needs to show me more No I'm saying is he your selection more. for yeah. part B of the question? No <laughs> <laughs> That's his answer to part B though Chris what do you reckon? I reckon before he got injured, I thought Aribo was looking really good. That mm. I think he'll be a big, big player for us this season, hundred percent. No question. Yep. Technically, yep, I, he's he's fantastic. Yep, I, I like Aribo. He's totally different um, for what Rangers have got just now in terms of Ryan Jack, Stevie Davis, Glenn Kamara. Our field's getting on a wee bit, but I like to see midfielders that that get beyond the strikers at times, and I think that's one area. Um, that the, the Rangers manager will, will try and strengthen but Arebo if he's fit certainly over pre-season and the start of the season he's had again he was last year there was bits and bobs of games that you've seen the potential in him mm-hmm. but I wasn't seeing enough now he's bringing that level of consistency and I think he can be a big player for Rangers What about well. Barker? Is he good enough? Is Barker good no. enough do you think? Chris what do no. you think? No No Not good enough Barry? No, in the starting 11 no. no No, starting 11 player I'm definitely no. not We asked Stephen Gerrard Any more transfers coming up So we'll see how the next Couple of weeks present themselves But I'm still looking to try And make the squad That we've got now stronger But I'm certainly happy so far Well there you go that, that, That's what you need yep. um, It's clearly Depending on Morelos going out the door That's going to free up A, a bit of money Because the manager Has been given Let's be honest The Rangers board Have backed him They've gave him A, a few quid to go and Strengthen And I think he's done his business really well I, I do think um, he's brought in decent players The only one I'm not too sure about And I've not seen enough of Is Itten. Um I need to see a wee bit more of him um, But 
things are looking good but you're always when you're in the crest of a wave and when you're you're getting decent results that's the best time to strengthen because you need you need competition I think you're spotting as well about a right back you know it's a lot to ask Tavernier to go and be the captain and play 90 minutes for 38 games I think first half of the season last year he was very good and then I thought he was one in particular that dipped the second half of the season and it's only to be expected when you play that amount of games so I think a more defensively minded right back for, for the bigger games maybe away to your Aberdeens or your Celtics a guy that actually wants to just sit there and defend Celtic have got the option of Frimpong or El Hamid who are totally different and I think I think Rangers could do we get Do Rangers right have a left back when Barisic is injured? Is it Boyfield Leicester the thing? Does he know a left back? Or yeah. Calvin, Calvin Bassey yeah, that's right He's untested isn't he? Yeah mm-hmm. yep, He's still young but they've also got Nathan Patterson who I believe has got a, a real opportunity to play He looks good He, yeah. he does look good um, And I need to see more of that Will through. he get that opportunity In such a big year Barry? If you're good enough You play Yeah The manager clearly rates him he, He's been on the bench um, All season He's come on um, In a few games But I need to see more players Coming through the system mm. At Rangers I don't see enough um, There's good good coaches in there Tomo Tomo's an excellent yeah. coach But I need to see more Coming through We need to start producing Our own Players we asked Stephen Gerrard about his assessment then of the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, listen, we're very happy. Uh, so far, so good this season. Just the one blip at Livingston. Um, but the lads deserve a lot of credit. We're keeping clean sheets. Fantastic record to have that they deserve a lot of praise for. What I would say is um, we still need to get better in the final third. I thought we were wasteful. thought uh, Hamilton were there for for the stronger scoreline. But, um, you know, we, we, we take the win, we take the clean sheet, we take the points and we move on. Couldn't be much better, Barry, could it? Yeah, he's got he's got to be really happy with with the start, and I I, I like listening to him. I, I think he speaks the truth. Um, obviously that blip at Livingston, he was disappointed, and I think he's bang on in his assessment of the game in, in Saturday. I mean, it's a good result away in a, a tough pitch, but you've got to be getting when they go down to ten men, getting that third, fourth, fifth goal because goal difference could play a part this season. Yeah. And again, as I say, it's the fans. You know, when you're missing the chances and there's no fans there, it's all right. But see, when the fans are starting to get on your back, mm. we're missing the chances, and then it makes it even harder. Mm. So for a guy like Roof, if he could have got two or three on Saturday going into back back to the stadium full, you know, it gives him so much confidence. He's not scoring in front of fans. If he goes into Ibrox at 50,000, he's then got 50,000 people shouting at him for missing chances. You know, it's hard to take. So the perfect opportunity for Saturday to go and score two or three goals, and I think he'll be very disappointed in that he never... Chris, are you disappointed there's the international break, given that Rangers have the momentum? Well, no, definitely. Obviously, in good form in that, so it's always a shame when a couple of weeks, you know, break. But it'll be good for the boys to get a wee rest, you know, focus. Um, yeah. And, o- and also, Chris, hopefully they'll, they'll sort out the Brello situation, because I don't think it can keep going on and on and on. They need to come no. during, during this next two weeks. I think it's crucial that both the club and the player sort it out and we can move forward I mean I guess the fans and the players will be sick of reading about it listening about it it becomes a sideshow doesn't it the Rangers Rangers can do without you you don't need it's far too an important season listen I'll keep going back to I fit Morelos is a top player but if he's mined elsewhere you need to but can you win the league without a 25 goal season striker no the board will need to get money to go and spend on a, a new striker so the break, not good for Aberdeen, given that they've come back so well after, you know, the, the quarantine period. For Celtic, Barry, what do you think, Neil Lennon? Is he glad to get a couple of weeks off and regroup? Or would they like to continue the momentum of yesterday? No, I think he'll be happy with the two weeks in at Lennox Town. I think he'll be spending a lot of time in that training ground. 
and making sure the likes of a Yeti are back up firing big, for big two guy, weeks. Yeah, he'll, be, he'll be tied to a treadmill for two oh, weeks to get himself fit, won't he? Definitely. Yep. To lose a wee bit as well and, and get sharper, side. Definitely. Yeah. I think centre forward is the most important position in football. Gordon Strachan used to always say you're only as good as your centre forward. Certainly need a two fit centre forward scoring goals. Yeah. I've got an idea. Why yep. don't we do another two hours of football chat tomorrow? Let's go. Will you do, do it? What yeah, do you think? Five till seven tomorrow uh, night. Yeah, I think I'm free Who's to on? Yeah, Who's I'm on free for <laughs> Who's on tomorrow? Uh, Stephen Cregan is on. Ali Defoy is on. Rob McLean is on. And a VIP guest list to go with it. Wow. Tune in wait. tomorrow night at five. Thanks to Barry Ferguson and to Cy Ferry, Ali and Robert back tomorrow. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.